Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we'll explore the autumn equinox, Maybon, and the wheel of the year. I'll be sharing a little bit about the symbolism, mythology, meaning, things to do to celebrate, crystals and herbs and corresponding colors, and more in this episode. But before we get started, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com slash ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question comes from Mika, and Mika says, My boyfriend bought me a ring made entirely from hematite. It meant a lot to me since it was a gift from my beloved. I also did a little research on hematite and I found out that its properties were what I needed at that time. Unfortunately, it broke a few days ago by falling on the edge of the shelf. How should I get rid of the remaining parts since it was a precious crystal of mine? Should I cleanse it before throwing it out? What do we do with crystals that broke but had a special meaning to us? Mika, this is a great question. So first and foremost, I hate to have to do this, but I'm going to burst your bubble just a little bit and let you know that those hematite rings that you see everywhere are not actually hematite. Those rings and a lot of other jewelry that's sold as hematite are actually made of a man-made material, which is often called hemolite. So one good way to know if you have the man-made stuff is that it will be magnetic. The magnetic material is artificially magnetized. Natural hematite is not magnetic. The artificial stuff is also frequently rainbow electroplated, so it has that kind of dark rainbowy iridescent surface. And it does differ from the natural stone. Even though they look similar, they're both, uh, you know, kind of a dark charcoal gray with kind of a mirrored, shiny finish. You'll also notice that natural hematite is much heavier than the artificial stuff. And I know it's hard to tell, especially when you have something really small like a ring. And this is definitely problematic because a lot of people are completely unknowingly selling the hematite rings as natural. In fact, at my store, Mimosa Books and Gifts in Madison, Wisconsin, we did this for probably years because we were told by our manufacturers that these were made of hematite and we genuinely thought they were carved out of hematite. Now, one other way to know that you have the artificial stuff is because I don't think I've ever really actually seen a hematite ring that was made from real hematite. So if it's in a ring, you probably have the artificial stuff. But in addition to being a little bit lighter weight, it's also very fragile. So Mika, I do want to assure you that if your ring broke, it is really no fault of your own. That material is so incredibly fragile. One little wrong tap or touch or drop and it can crack or break. 
Now you will see all kinds of stuff online on TikTok and Reddit and like other discussion forums about how if your hematite ring breaks, it means that it was overwhelmed by negative energy and you need some protection ASAP or you have some negative energy to deal with or someone is like sending you negative vibes. I really don't believe any of that. This material is so fragile. I've seen people break it time and time and time again. It really shouldn't even be made into jewelry because it's not very sturdy. So if in the back of your mind you had any concerns about this that you were worried about, I want to let you know you can put those concerns aside. Sometimes things just break and it doesn't really mean anything. But because this piece was special to you, What you choose to do with it now with the broken parts is really up to you. Because it's meaningful, because it's special, you could put the pieces in a little pouch or box or spell jar. You could place them on your altar. You could bury them in your yard or in a potted plant. It really is up to you and whatever feels right. Maybe you even just want to throw it away. That's okay too. And really, this is kind of true of any crystals that you break. Maybe you want to keep them and keep working with them, or maybe you want to put them on your altar or leave them as an offering outside. Just make sure that you are not putting toxic stones anywhere dangerous where they could be ingested by an animal or a child or an unsuspecting person. Also, make sure that you're being respectful if you're leaving the stones somewhere else that's not on your property. Make sure that you have permission to leave a stone there before you do that. But one of the nicest things to do when a crystal breaks is just to pass it along to someone else. Maybe that crystal wanted to be of service to more than one person at this time, so you can share a piece with a good friend or colleague or neighbor. But again, what you choose to do with the pieces of a broken stone are completely up to you. And Mika also asks, how do I meditate with crystals? I'm a very nervous person and I don't really know how to clear my mind. Well, Mika, I have really good news for you. I mentioned this in last week's podcast, but I will share it again here for those who may have missed it. I've just released 10 free crystal themed meditations on the Insight Timer app. Now, this is not an ad or paid promotion or anything like that. I just like the Insight Timer app. I've been using it for a long time. Full disclosure, I also use the Calm app. I personally really like both and I use them in different ways. But for the Insight Timer app, it's a free application that you can download. You can sign in using your Apple ID or your Facebook login. And all of the meditations, lectures, and audio courses that are on the app are free. So I've just added 10 completely free crystal meditations. I have a weekly series. So there are seven different meditations, one for each day of the week, where we explore the energies of that day, its connections and correspondences, especially with crystals and things to reflect on for each day of the week. There's a full moon meditation for boosting your intuition. There's a crystal meditation for joy. And there's a guided crystal journey to connect with your shadow realm goddess. So feel free to hop over to insighttimer.com slash love light school or download the Insight Timer app and look me up, Ashley Levy, that's L-E-A-V-Y. 
then just go ahead and give me a follow on the app. Check out those 10 free guided meditations. And please, if you don't mind, leave me a five-star rating and a quick review if you have a listen. You can follow me on that app as well so you get notified anytime I upload a new meditation. And if I get enough listens and reviews and interactions there, then I'd really like to aim for uploading a new meditation about once a month. So Mika, I hope that you'll give that a try. I hope that you find it helpful. And thank you so much for your fantastic questions. And remember, if you have a question that you'd like me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or anything else you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. Discover how you can deepen your spiritual journey and follow your soul calling with crystals. The Love and Light School's award-winning crystal healing certification program opens soon. Go to crystalhealerschool.com. Well, now it's time for us to dive into our main topic for today, the autumn equinox, Mabon, and the wheel of the year. One way that I really enjoy connecting with the seasons and the cycles of the earth is by tuning into the wheel of the year. And the autumn equinox, which is sometimes called Mabon, is the third of the quarter days, which marks the second of the fall holidays. It's the midpoint between Lunasaw and Samhain. And connecting with these holidays of the wheel of the year is still a relatively new practice for me, but I'm finding the journey into exploring this way of being in flow with the seasons to be really enjoyable. So it's something I've continued to do. The wheel of the year is kind of an annual calendar that helps you tune into the natural cycles, similar to how the lunar phases help you tune into the flow of the month, but this is on an annual scale rather than just monthly. And I found that living in harmony with the seasons and these natural cycles has really helped me lead a more soulful life and cultivate a deeper understanding of myself. So let's start with a little bit of an introduction to the wheel of the year, and then we'll get into the specifics of the autumnal equinox. The wheel of the year is separated into eight main holidays, and it's a representation of the seasonal cycles. It focuses on the four solar holidays of the year, which are known as the quarter days. And these stem from Anglo-Saxon cultural observations of the solstices and equinoxes. And then it has the addition of the four Gaelic agrarian seasonal celebrations, which are the midpoints between the solar holidays. And these are known as the lunar cross quarter days or fire festivals. And although some of the holidays observed in the wheel of the year are quite old, The Wheel of the Year as a whole, this collection of these eight specific holidays that happen about every six weeks, is a fairly modern development. It was created as it exists now in like the late 1950s. Now, though I don't personally follow the tradition that created the contemporary Wheel of the Year, I do find this construct to be a really helpful way to think about the passage of time and what's happening in the world, in the seasons, in the environment, in nature, and in my own life at each time of year. I personally tend to identify more with the Gaelic cross-quarter days as they stem from my own ancestral heritage than I do with the Anglo-Saxon solstices and equinoxes, but I do find a lot of value in these quarter days because they more closely align with the seasonal changes that I observe where I live here in Madison, Wisconsin. So for example, 
Although my ancestors in Ireland and Scotland celebrated Lunasaw as the beginning of autumn, I don't quite feel those seasonal changes until the time of Maybon, the fall equinox, here in the United States. So for this reason, these seasonal markers are still really important for helping me feel connected to what's happening in nature all year long, while the cross-quarter days hold more spiritual significance for me in other ways. So let's dive into the autumnal equinox, which is sometimes called Maybon. It's the third of the quarter days, which marks the second of the fall holidays. It's a midpoint between Lunasaw and Samhain. Maybon is traditionally celebrated on the day of the autumnal equinox, which is determined by when the sun is directly over the Earth's equator. And this date can really range from year to year, anywhere from September 21st through as late as September 24th each year, depending on the sun's position. Modern Mabon celebrations stem from the contemporary Wheel of the Year, where Mabon is associated with the fall equinox, and it's celebrated as a time to enjoy the abundance of the harvest before we move into the depths of winter. And on this week's blog post, which you can find at loveandlightschool.com blog, you can watch a little time-lapse video of me creating a autumn equinox altar. So I've incorporated a lot of the things that we're going to talk about in this episode in terms of symbolism, crystals, herbs and flowers and plants and foods and animals and colors, and you can find all of these things in this little altar creation video, and I hope that you'll enjoy it. I find these to be so relaxing to create, and they really help me tune in and feel more connected with all of these energies that we're going to discuss. So because I like to incorporate crystals into everything I do, let's start by talking about the crystals for the autumn equinox. Some of my favorites are amber, yellow apatite, bloodstone, bronzite, which is a super underrated crystal. My friend Nicholas Pearson and I were just talking about this recently. Honey calcite and orange calcite, chalk, citrine, gold, hematite, lapis lazuli, peach moonstone and rainbow moonstone, snowflake obsidian, peridot, priscelli bluestone, rose quartz, rutilated quartz, orange sapphire, yellow sapphire, sodalite, sunstone, golden tiger's eye, imperial topaz, and dravite tourmaline, which is also sometimes called champagne tourmaline. And I've chosen these crystals. Some of them are a little bit more traditional in terms of modern pagan associations with this holiday, but a lot of them just connect with the energies that are embodied by the autumn equinox. And this is a time for abundance, achievement, appreciation, balance and celebration, community, completion and connection, cycles, excitement, family, generosity and gratitude, harvest and hearthcraft and house magic, integration, also mourning and grief of people and things that have been lost to us over the past year. It's a great time for nature connection new perspectives, focusing on non-duality, nostalgia, personal growth, planning and preparation, protection, recognition, romance, transformation, and wholeness. 
So why celebrate the autumnal equinox? Well, Mabon welcomes in the fall, the return of longer nights, and the great harvest of the year. It's at this time that we harvest the fruits of our labor, and we also literally harvest the fruits, vegetables, grains, and other crops from the land. And as the days begin to grow darker, we're reminded to plan and prepare for the long winter season ahead. So though we may allow ourselves a bit of time for celebration and gratitude while we're surrounded by all this abundance of the harvest season, we must also practice moderation and self-discipline to ensure our safety, security, and survival during leaner times. Mabon is celebrated at the autumnal equinox when light and darkness are equal, which means that from this day forward, the days will continue to grow shorter until the time of winter solstice. For this time, the autumn equinox is a time of recognition of the darker half of the year, and it's a time to focus on the cycles of death and rebirth, of transformation, and of equilibrium and finding balance. So how do we actually celebrate the autumn equinox? What are some things that we can do to observe this holiday? Well, feasts are a common way to celebrate any holiday. So that's always a good thing, making a really nice meal with family and friends and neighbors and community. You can make an herbal wreath or garland out of your favorite Maybon herbs or flowers and display it in your home during your celebration. And if you want to keep it for a while longer, you can even dry it and hang up the dried wreath or garland. You can also make a list of everything you're grateful for right now and place it on your Maybon altar. This is a great time for gratitude. You could try creating a bouquet of autumn flowers and place it on your altar or in your home. Of course, gather them only from places where you have permission, take only what you need, and leave much more than you take. You can also try baking some fresh bread and think of gratitude for the harvest while you prepare it. This is the time where all of the grain would be harvested and turned into something that we could actually eat, something that would nourish us. So think of how the land has sustained not only us as individuals, but our communities and our ancestors for generations and generations while you bake this bread. You might also want to go on a hike in nature and take some photos or maybe even sketch or paint your landscape to really capture the coming of autumn. You can also take these photos or artwork and put them on your altar or create some Mabon-themed grimoire pages in your Book of Shadows. You could collect some colorful leaves from your neighborhood, again, only those that have fallen naturally, and place them on your altar or create some artwork with them or even do that thing we all probably did as kids and dry them and iron them between some sheets of wax paper. Make them into a little nature-inspired piece of artwork that looks almost like stained glass. These are so pretty when you hang them in your windows and see the light come through the beautiful autumn leaves. This is also a time to be really intentional with your shadow work because this is a time of balanced light and darkness. You can create a nature altar for fall, adding some items that you've collected, again, collecting with permission, being respectful. If you're of age, you could consider enjoying a bottle of wine from a local vineyard or giving one as a gift to someone that you're grateful for. You could attend a fall fair, go apple picking, or visit a pumpkin patch. These are some of my favorite things to do. 
You could harvest some fresh fruits or veggies, herbs, or flowers from your garden and share them with your friends, family, and neighbors. And if you do this, you might also want to offer a little something back to the land to show your gratitude for the abundance of your harvest and to ensure a good harvest for next year. You can spend some time in the kitchen preserving your harvest, either canning or freezing or dehydrating some of the bounty of the season for the long winter months ahead. You can do a bit of cleaning and home blessing to prepare your space for the darker months that are coming. Or you could enjoy the delicious treat of some pumpkin or apple baked goods. Homemade is great, but if you're short of time or energy, you can also support your local bakery by buying something pre-made. So I want to share a little bit of lore about the autumn equinox and the story of Modron and Mabon. So Mabon actually is a relatively recent name given to the time of the autumnal equinox as part of that creation of the modern wheel of the year. And Mabon, in Welsh mythology and lore, was a child of light who was taken from his mother, Modron, when he was just a baby. Feeling overcome with grief for her kidnapped child, Modron, the great mother goddess of the earth, allowed the earth and its creatures, including humans, to succumb to her grief. And this explanation of the seasonal change from the light half of the year toward the dark half of the year really parallels the Greek myth of Demeter losing her daughter Persephone to the underworld. Mabon is typically the name used for the autumn equinox by those who practice Wicca, but it's also been adopted by many modern pagans as it's become so prevalent. And the name is now used by many folks almost interchangeably when referring to the autumn equinox. So if you wanted to incorporate some gods or goddesses or deities into your autumn equinox spiritual practice, of course, you might want to consider Modron or Mabon, which are Celtic deities, and other Celtic deities that connect with the energy of the autumnal equinox are Aran, the Dogda, Epona, the Green Man, Gwyn up neath, and Oma. The Greek deities associated with this time of year are Astarte, Demeter, Dionysus, Hecate, and Persephone. The Roman deities are Bacchus and Pomona. Important Sumerian deities for this time of year are Dumuzi and Inanna. If you'd prefer to connect with a goddess from the Norse pantheon, you may want to consider Idun, the goddess of apples. From the Akkadian or Babylonian pantheon, you may want to connect with Ishtar or Tammuz. And from the ancient Semitic or Canaanite pantheon, we have Asherah. Now, as I mentioned earlier, there's a time-lapse video of my Mabon altar creation for the autumnal equinox over on the blog at loveandlightschool.com. But if you'd like to incorporate some autumn equinox symbols and foods into your celebrations, Here are some of my favorites. Acorns and other nuts, apples and cider, autumn leaves, baskets, especially if they're made of willow or oak, bread, chipmunks, corn ears and stalks, corn dollies, cornucopias, fruits of any kind, geese, grains like barley, oats, rye, and wheat, grapes and grapevines, Harvest tools like the bowline, sickle, and scythe, herbal wreaths and garlands, honey and mead, hops and ale, 
horses, owls, pomegranates, pumpkins and pumpkin seeds, the quirt, oam symbol, salmon, scarecrows, snakes, squash and gourds, squirrels, a stag or deer, straw or hay, and the wild boar. If you'd prefer to work with autumn equinox herbs or flowers or other plants, you may want to incorporate artichokes, aster flowers, bay leaves, black-eyed susans, calendula, cedar, chamomile, cinnamon, clove, elderflowers, ginkgo, goldenrod, hazel, ivy, maple, milkweed, oak, oak moss, poppy seeds or poppy seed pods, rose hips, rue, saffron, garden sage, sunflowers, thistle, and yarrow. The colors of the autumn equinox are brown, gold, green, orange, peach, red, tan, and yellow. And the autumn equinox is also known as or is related to Maybon, as we've discussed, fall equinox here in the States, harvest home, Michaelmas, the wine harvest, the feast of ingathering, harvest festival, Albanelfith, which means the light of the water, harvest tide, Vinalia, winter finding, the feast of Avalon, the harvest moon festival, festival of the vine, the second harvest or middle harvest, witches thanksgiving, and many more. This was also the time of the Eleusinian mysteries in ancient Greece. For further reading on the autumn equinox, please check out my blog at loveandlightschool.com where you can find my suggested reading and sources for this podcast, blog post, and the video that I've created to accompany them both. There is Maybon, part of Llewellyn's Sabbath Essential series by Diana Rochelle. There's Maybon Celebrating the Autumn Equinox by Kristen Madden. Maybon Harvest Home Ritual by Yemaya Treehawk and Wayfinder Thomason. Celebrating the Traditional Pagan Festival of Maybon by Maureen Murish. Autumn Equinox, The Enchantment of Maybon by Ellen Dugan. Autumn Equinox Guide and Planner. Rituals, Recipes, and More for Fall Celebrations by Robin Ginther Veneri. And Celebrating the Seasons of Life. Beltane to Mabon, Lore, Rituals, Activities, and Symbols by Ashleen Ogaya. And I do just want to say for our friends in the Southern Hemisphere, you'll be celebrating the festival of Ostara today instead of Mabon to keep with the seasonal cycles. In the Southern Hemisphere, Mabon is usually celebrated during the time of the Northern Hemisphere's vernal or spring equinox. And if we have any listeners tuning in from the Southern Hemisphere, be sure to head over to loveandlightschool.com and search my blog for Ostara to find all of the crystals, correspondences, and information about the spring equinox to support your seasonal celebration. Do you feel intuitively called to work more deeply with your stones? To grow your confidence, knowledge, and connection to crystal energy beyond what you can learn on your own? Our award-winning Crystal Healing Certification Program will take you from crystal lover to a confident, certified crystal healer and help you discover your soul's path and crystal purpose. Go to crystalhealerschool.com to learn more. 
Well, that is it for our main topic for today, but now it's time for our trending this week segment. As you know, each week I bring you a quick discussion on something that's happening in the world of crystal healing and spirituality right now, or something that I'm loving or doing that I want to share. And this week I want to talk to you about a brand new Oracle deck that I've just released. It's called a kitchen, Witch's Oracle of magical herbs, spices, and more. This is something I am so, so excited about, and it's a little bit different than a traditional Oracle deck because I am selling it as a printable Oracle card deck. Now, I know that might be a little bit of a pain for those of you who don't have a printer at home, but there are lots of places you can take your deck to have it printed out. You can print it on some nice cardstock so that your cards will be really long lasting, and this means it's super affordable. It's on sale for the entire month of September 2023 in honor of its new release for $8.88. And you're welcome to grab a copy of this deck at loveandlightschool.com. Just hover over the orange enroll button in the main navigation on the site, click on enroll in classes, and you'll actually see the Oracle deck listed in my shop, along with some of my super fun classes about tarot, crystals, and more. So let's dive in and talk about this deck a little bit. This was just a pure passion project for me that uh, started actually last winter solstice. I was creating some fun little printable guides for my shop, Mimosa Books and Gifts, to use as fun giveaways for Yule. And these started as little grimoire pages with some magical qualities for a handful of herbs. But I was so inspired by the blog that I wrote just last week about working with herbs and crystals, plus how to make your own calendula salve. And there is, of course, a accompanying video and podcast to that blog post as well if you miss those and want to go back and check them out. But I was feeling so inspired, I wanted to go back and look at that little guide I had created. And I realized that these would make such good cards. So I decided to get to work add a new introduction, some amazing card spreads or layouts, and more than double the number of herbs that were in that little downloadable guide. But let's back up and get to the theme a little bit. It's called A Kitchen Witch's Oracle of Magical Herbs and Spices. So a kitchen witch is someone who works with the objects of the hearth and home to make magic. Your kitchen implements, herbs and spices and cookware all become sacred tools of the kitchen witch and of kitchen witchery. So all of the cards and spreads in this oracle are printable and can give you guidance and support as you bake or prepare meals, helping you to add some intention and magic to your creations. You can incorporate the ingredients from the cards that you draw into a magical meal or leave the ingredients or the cards as an offering on your kitchen altar or in your sacred space. You'll also find I've added a corresponding crystal to each ingredient card, which you can place on your kitchen altar as you work. Now there is a super fun walkthrough of this deck where you can see a lot of the cards and how the whole deck is set up over on my YouTube channel. You can find me on YouTube as Crystal Healer Ashley L. And that video is also embedded right on the product page on my website. So this digital printable deck includes an introduction to kitchen witchery and how to work with the deck. 
It also has six different three-card spreads for a variety of divinatory purposes. So I've included some card spreads for general guidance, decision-making, self-discovery, love and romance, motivation and focus, and creating an action plan. So I give the meaning of each card and then some questions for reflection on how to interpret the card that you pull for that position in the spread. The deck also has 43 magical cards featuring different herbs, spices, or kitchen ingredients, and I've made the digital file available in two different PDF formats. There's a full page version that you can print out and use as grimoire pages, and there's a four to a page printable oracle card deck, which leaves the cards pretty good size. I actually printed mine out in that size, and then I did eight to a page as well, for a pocket size deck, which I really, really like. And that was easy enough for me to do on my own. I just took that four to a page version and printed them two sheets to a page to get eight cards per page, and they came out a great size. So I hope you will check these out. I am so very excited about them. If you do purchase the deck, you print it out, and you wanna share one of the spreads or some cards with me on Instagram, please tag me or DM me at Love and Light School. I would love to see how you're putting this deck into practice. Each card has the name of the ingredient, some images of that ingredient, which is really fun. You get the representation of the specific herb or spice, and then the name of the corresponding crystal, a little picture of the crystal, and six to eight magical keywords that correspond to the specific ingredient on the card. And those keywords are so helpful when you're kind of interpreting these cards within the spreads that are included. I hope that you'll really enjoy it. So again, if you want to check that out, that's a Kitchen Witch's Oracle of Magical Herbs and Spices on sale for the entire month of September for $8.88 on my website, loveandlightschool.com. Well, that is it for today. I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and a review over at loveandlightschool.com iTunes. And I do want to give a special shout out today to Jasper Jeeves, who says, love this podcast. I found Ashley's Love and Light podcast a couple months ago after searching and listening to so many others being left underwhelmed with even more questions. I love the way Ashley starts with a listener question, and she's always so humble and generous with all of her knowledge and never, ever pressures you into committing to anything while still offering all she has to offer, which is an enormous amount. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. And with such loving enthusiasm, she does this. She seems like she could definitely be a soul sister. I'm putting my name in early to sign up for this fall's course after getting the free videos and courses she already offered from which I'm learning so much. Thank you, Ashley. Well, thank you, Jasper Jeeves. That was like, I didn't know where that was going. I didn't read it ahead of time. Um, I just read it for the first time live here. So that was really exciting to see. I'm so glad that you signed up to get on the wait list for the fall courses. I'm so excited to start those with all of our students. Uh, We had some early signups just a few weeks ago, and we'll be opening up our final round of enrollment 
this year in just a couple weeks. I think we're, I want to say about five weeks away, four weeks away. So it's coming up really quick. And and thank you so much for the compliment about the free training as well. I am really glad that you enjoyed that free video series. Um, we just did CCH prep school a few weeks ago, and we will be running our three keys to unlock your crystal magic free training in just a few weeks for all of our newsletter subscribers. And that is a series that you'll definitely want to check out if you are into creating a little crystal magic. We have morning rituals, evening rituals, little things you can do with your crystals anytime, and then some bonus training about uh, creating like a crystal spell jar, creating crystal intention candles, a little bit of everything. It's a really, really cool series. So if you want to make sure that you get that free training when we offer it in just a few weeks, we only do this a couple times a year, be sure to head over to crystalhealerschool.com and sign up to get on the wait list for my upcoming crystal healing certification program. Whether or not you decide to join me for the CCH program, you'll still get the free training and you'll get my weekly newsletters with blog posts, podcasts, and sometimes some fun free little gifts that I send to my newsletter subscribers. So definitely head over there to get on the wait list so you don't miss a thing. So Jasper Jeeves, thanks again for the five-star rating and the fantastic review. I really appreciate it. And if you want to make sure that you never miss a future episode of the podcast, head over to loveandlightschool.com slash listen. You can check out our most popular episodes, most recent episodes, and all the places this podcast is streamed so you can subscribe and never miss a future one. That brings me to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at loveandlightschool. The content provided on or through our website or podcast makes no claims for specific or general health or health results and should not be used to examine, diagnose, or treat any medical condition, prescribe medications, make claims for specific or general healing or health results, or as a substitute for traditional medical treatment. For medical advice, you should consult a licensed healthcare specialist. For more information, please refer to the terms of use on our website at loveandlightschool.com.